All right. It says we are live. We'll take just a minute here and make sure everything uh, everything gets started. It, it, it always does, but you know, I'm, I'm afraid of part of it getting cut off. <laughs> I got the email. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody. This is uh, Divi Chat episode 120. Hard to believe we've we've come so far. Every time we hit like a you know even number <laughs> 20 or like 50 or something, it makes me reminisce. Uh, so today we're, we're going to be talking um, about incorporating white label services. And I wonder why our title is wrong on here. Are you guys seeing it wrong on YouTube? I think it's been wrong for like a week or two. I'm not sure what started it, but I'll, I can fix it later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. It's, it's right for me. It looks good to me. Maybe I'll, I'll refresh. On so. my phone, Sorry, it's that. right too. Okay. Here, here it's right. I, I refreshed and it fixed it. So <laughs> I, I, I do see I need to fix my name here, but we'll just say I'm David Blackman <laughs> for the time being. <laughs> All right. So back, back to uh, what are we doing here? A show again, right? <laughs> We're trying. We are. <laughs> All right. Listen, okay. it's only been 120 episodes. You'll get yeah. it. Yeah, only 120. I'll, I'll pick it back up here soon. <laughs> You'll get it. Don't worry. All right. So, so today we are talking about uh, incorporating white label services. And uh, we'll jump into this topic here uh, shortly. But first, let's introduce this awesome panel we have here. Uh, let's start with Leslie. How's it going? Hi going great um, down in San Antonio. It's a great, beautiful day today. Um, I'm Leslie Bernal of A Girl and Her Mac, and you can find me at agirlandhermac.design and on Facebook and Instagram. No more Twitter, apparently. No, no more Twitter? <laughs> no more Twitter. <laughs> All right. Well, well, good to see you here. <laughs> Stephanie, how goes it sitting outside? It looks What's like a beautiful up? day there. I am in Melbourne, Florida, which is just south of Orlando today, hanging with some friends. And it's been gray and overcast all day. So I'm okay. kind of mad about it. I normally broadcast from Charlotte, North Carolina, where on April 2nd, it is actually snowing. And Charlotte? Really? It's bonkers. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's the south and it's snowing. It's been like, like flip-flop weather and now it's snowing. But anyway, okay. big news. it's big news. My Instagram feed is blown up. Yeah, I, so, I can imagine, anyway. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm Stephanie with Focus WP, where we do white label WordPress maintenance for agencies. You can find me at focuswp.co. You can send us a message there or shoot me an email. And I'm glad to be here as always. Good to see you. Mr. Streifler, how goes it, buddy? It is going well. Hey, everyone. Tim Streifler here, and I am broadcasting from Central Texas in Round Rock, Texas, which is right outside of Austin. And uh, you can find me online at uh, Divi Life, which is my Divi product business, uh, WP Gears, which is where my Divi course is, and then timstreifler.com, which is my freelance client work business. All right. Excellent. Good to see you, Tim. And I am Corey Jenkins coming at you from Prescott, Arizona. And uh, you can find me at aspengrovestudios.com, divi.space, potentplugins.com, and uh divi.chat and various other places on the web. So, uh, but before we, uh, get started today, uh, we're, we're going to start a new thing where we read off a, uh, a review on, on the show. So I think Stephanie has something prepared here and yeah. we, we've been getting, been getting a lot of awesome feedback and reviews and it's, it's time to kind of, kind of read, read some of those out and let you guys know that we're, you know, we're actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Thanks for doing the reviews, you guys. We got a five-star from Chrysalie. 
who must see Leroy Jenkins on the thing. Anyway, she says the subject is golden nugget of Divi podcast. This podcast is a gold mine of resources for doing web design with Divi, especially if you are starting out and looking for getting your WordPress business off the ground. Such helpful advice from people down the road. Thanks for putting this out there for the Divi community. Isn't that nice? Boom. You want one more? You want one more? Yeah, let's okay. do one. Let's do one more. That can be all warm and fuzzy. One more. <laughs> Eric dot seven one eight six says, "Very helpful podcast is a is a title." And he says, "Now that I'm doing web design full time, it is very nice to hear experiences others have had. It has saved me from making some rookie mistakes, I am sure." So, thanks you guys. Thanks Eric and Crystal Lee for submitting a. Uh, review any other five-star reviews maybe who knows maybe we'll read you live on the air definitely <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you yeah and let that be, be a sure nice sure gentle reminder that. if you haven't <laughs> left us review yet go to itunes stitcher wherever you listen to uh Divi chat i almost said wp the podcast uh, wherever you listen to Divi chat leave us a review that helps others find us so that uh, the other hat you know. tim the other hat yeah, oh. yeah I, I was gonna say you probably say that about 50 times a week. <laughs> um yeah so should we dive in should i uh yeah, yeah, put on my in. resident definer hat? yeah so so once again today we're talking about incorporating white label services and we're gonna let uh, our resident definer tim uh, give us a definition here. Yeah, absolutely. So white labeling is awesome. And if you're not sure what white labeling is, I'm going to tell you about it. Essentially, white labeling is when you do work for someone else and they get the credit for it. And so, for example, uh, say Corey hired me and I do the work and then he's dealing with the client and everything and he's uh, selling my work essentially as if him and his company did it. Uh, and so he's basically white labeling my services. And so it can be a really great way, uh, really whatever side of the coin you're on. If you're in the example in, in Corey's shoes where he's hiring me, a, a, a designer developer to do work, um, it can be really great because he's able to expand his business and, and grow his business uh, and outsource to other people, but still build his brand and get credit for it. And then for in this scenario, I don't actually do this type of work, but say I did working for Corey, it could be really good for me because um, I don't have to manage a bunch of different clients. Um, I can basically work for him and then get paid for it without having to deal with the client and all that. So there's really, there's been pros and cons to both sides of it. And we're going to kind of talk about those today. That was a really good definition, Tim. Thank Thanks, you. Tim. I appreciate that. <laughs> you, you did not let me down. That's good. Good. All right. So uh, I, I guess, I guess let's, let, let's get started here and um, maybe we can kind of, kind of talk about our own experiences with uh, utilizing white label services uh, you know, me personally, I, I think, you know, outsourcing to white label services can be a really good way to expand your business. Um, maybe you're thinking about offering another service to your clients, but you're not ready to bring somebody on full time. Maybe it's not your area of, of expertise. Um, so it can be kind of a good way to, to segue and, and slowly grow your business. So do any of you guys on the panel have experience with with white labeling or? Well, I'm kind of on the other side where I'm um, the contract designer and companies hire me and it works out perfectly for me because so they have, you know, an experienced designer on staff um, and I get to kind of work in the back of the scenes. I don't deal with the client directly. Um, and that's what I prefer. I prefer to like be in the back doing my stuff, um, 
not, you know, not doing the customer service part or anything. So it's like a win-win for me. I've been doing it for at least three years now. Um, and I have a few companies I work with, so I think it's awesome. Now, Leslie, when you do that, are you limited in your, like what you can use in your portfolio, things like that? Yeah, that, I can't, but I, I don't have a portfolio page anymore. It came down a long time ago, so um, I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, if I did have one, I wouldn't be able to put that work. I just wanted to bring that up that sometimes that affects what you can use to show. So if you're trying to build your business, right. that's a tough one because yeah. then you can't show people your work. But sometimes, and I don't know if you do, do you charge more because you're not, I do. because of that? So you're able, you know, you get it's, compensated. That's part of it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely um, a factor in it. Um, yeah, I can't, you know, I really can't discuss it. I can't. Yeah, it's just invisible. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like there's there's kind of two scenarios where uh, being in, in, in the way Leslie's describing where you're the one doing the work can be really beneficial. Like for Leslie, for example, she does have a lot of experience um, and she's learned what she likes and doesn't like. And she knows that she hates dealing with clients. And so for her to be able to work with a developer and then doing the design stuff and they deal with the client, like that's like her corner of the market. And, you know, she stays well connected and everyone knows her. So it works out really well. Uh, and I feel like on the other side, uh, for people that are just starting out, they don't have a lot of experience. They can kind of partner up with someone, do the work under their brand, learn from them, um, and then you know, kind of get some experience. Um, but of course, there's the the downside of that. As Stephanie mentioned, you don't get to put in your portfolio. So there's that whole thing too. Yeah. So so Leslie, like when you have done white label services, does the client like do they specifically straight out tell you like you can't you can't put this in your portfolio? Is that usually like a um, it's usually part of the contract. Yeah. It's, it's, that's a, I don't know if I've ever had anybody not like tell me that I, like it was an option to show my work. Um, I kind of expect it. Um, mm. like I said, I don't have a portfolio page, so it doesn't really affect me. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, seems pretty standard from everyone I've talked to, even potential people that I didn't end up working with. It was definitely part of the contract. Like it's zip, zip it. <laughs> Yeah, it it, it seems it seems like it's somewhat known. I mean, we've we've done, you know, we've both utilized white label services and we've done white label services for people as well. And, um, you know, we, we just we just kind of know, like, you know, when we do a, a project for somebody, you know, for somebody, you know, we can tell when it's white label and that's something we're not going to put in our portfolio. But like like you said, you know, we're not having to deal with like the end client directly. Uh, the agency knows how to put together everything like, you know, right. really streamlined and it's, it, it, it is easier work than dealing with clients uh, directly. Right. So, all right. Uh, anybody else here actually like utilized white label services? Oh yeah. I just want to know why has it got to be white? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a brown label, a brown label. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure where that that term exactly came I don't know from. where it came from either. That's interesting, actually. Yeah. But I mean, white you can do white label for physical products. There's companies that do that. Well, they'll, they'll produce something and they'll, um, you know, let other companies sell it and put their name on it. And so, you know, it's not just for service based businesses. Yeah. It would be for anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've we've like you know throughout our years of of growing our business, we've we've utilized uh, you know some different different uh, white label services from time to time. And in essence, really, I mean, you can even think of, you know, utilizing a service like Fiverr or, you know, something, something like that as, as white labeling. Um, True, a lot yeah. of times, you know, you might have to tell those people they can't use it in their, 
in their portfolio, but that, you know, that's the way that you are seeking out like white label uh, service providers. Um, so I, I, th- I think beyond like design work, um, you know, we've, we've even explored, you know, we've even explored like white labeling, like support, if we need to bring on, mm-hmm. let's say like another support person, which, you know, we've had in the past had to scale the option is on the table and, and there are companies out there who offer like white label support services as well. So let's say we wanted to bring on like a weekend support person or something like that. Um, that that's something that we've definitely looked into in the past. Um, you know, the, the risk is a little bit less because you're not actually like hiring a, you know, a full-time, a full-time employee. Um, but kind of like, kind of like we were talking about the cost can be a little bit higher than actually like bringing on a, a full-time person. Right. And I know, um, Tammy of, um, Sunflower Creatives and Brand Elemental, she has, um, I think she still has a social media marketer. Um, I don't remember if it was necessarily a white label capacity, but, um, I know she brought on a few people because, um, yeah, like she had told me, she knew, that's not really my strength or what I really want to do, but this lady's really great. And she had her for, for a while. And I remember I was following on Instagram and she had some really good posts and stuff. So yeah, I can definitely help you fill the gaps where you don't have time to learn yet and you need it now, or maybe you don't want to learn it. Like there's lots of stuff I don't, I, I ain't trying to be here 10 years trying to learn everything, you know, like, um, so yeah, it can be really beneficial. That's what I do for my, for sweet tea. I do um, some white label stuff and I, I think I kind of came into the white label thing a little bit sideways because I never, I didn't really think of it that way necessarily. I just thought of sort of in my mind, I always pictured my company being sort of this modular thing where I don't want to have like an, the overhead of an office with, with a bunch of staff. I mean, I couldn't right now anyway, but I, that's, not, that's not even my goal. But to be able to like talk to a client, see what their needs are, and then expand and contract as needed to fill that all in, I thought, you know, but I guess, I guess what makes that white labeling is whether or not that person is brought in as a sweet tea person or or brought in as like joe seo is going to come and do your right. seo on this which seo is one of the biggest ones for me because there's a lot of stuff i can learn and seo yeah. is like that's its own i'm actually in the middle of that right now i have a real estate client i've had for a long time um and she knows that you know it's just on page seo on her site right now and she's interested in, in more and going deeper and stuff. And I, I mentioned some, uh, someone who I do design work for one of my white label agencies, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm doing. And he's not really going to be white label. You know, I'm telling her, Hey, this is the dude I work for. He's good. Um, you know, there's not going to be no hidden company names or whatever. She knows I'm not doing it, but I told her, I was like, this is not my area. It's that's a whole nother can of worms. Yeah. You know, I didn't even wasn't aware of when I got into web design. Um, so yeah, so that's me, that I'm going to be sorry. Okay, so here's my question. Are you billing the client or is that is that person billing the client? He's probably going to bill her. Actually, we haven't even talked about that. that's a great question because I'm going to have to make changes to the design based on his suggestions. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we're going to work together on it, which is good because I've already worked with him for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. I guess we'll have to figure that out. Because <laughs> <laughs> to me, I like... I'm such a transparent person. I just yeah. sort of spill the beans probably always. Him. So he probably is going to be. I'm not trying to be super like sneaky about it, but like yeah. the SEO guy that I've been working with is he just doesn't even want to do that. He's like, I'll just cut you a really good deal. You yeah. handle all that. <laughs> and it's like, that's good for me. Like, I'm fine with that. And so yeah. I just bring him in as part. But then it's like, 
then when you're really talking white label, like, okay, so white label, he could be white label and interact with my client. Yep. Right. So you're white label, but there's a buffer between you and the client. Well, and then there's but SEO it's, where it's really a maintenance thing. So she's going to be paying him yeah. ongoing. So and I've, I've got nothing to do with that. So. Right. So there's like all these sort of little nuanced elements. Like I'm not sure where the line is drawn, but, right. um, but yeah. So, and then like, okay, so he has his domain, his email address is his business. So, but you know, I'm working with another person who's going to do some project management for me. And I set him up a sweet tea email because he's going to be talking. So, you know, it's like, you could sort of get into all these little elements. <laughs> of like When you're talking about bringing on a contractor, what actually makes it white label? Yeah. I, I was going to jump in and say, I think for it to be white label, <laughs> it has to be under your brand. So if you're the, if you're the one who's bringing the client to the table, it's under your brand. And so you might even tell the client that, Hey, I'm bringing in some subcontractors that they, you know, I, I, I outsource to them from time to time. They, you know, collaborate with, they work on my team, whatever. Um, but I think as long as it's still kind of under your brand, and they're paying you, then it's white label. And yeah. so like, like you said, Stephanie, like there can be so many different variations of that. The way that Leslie prefers to do it is she doesn't want to touch the client. She's behind the scene, right. does her thing and, and she loves it. But I think there's other situations where like, for example, um, Corey could, could hire, you know, me white label, and then he needs me to jump on a call with a client. Okay. Well, I'm going to put my Aspen Grove studios hat on and join the call as a, a member of their team, even though I'm I not I'm on their team. <laughs> yeah. Put your uniform, put your uniform yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. And, exactly. um, you know, we actually have done that before. Uh, we have had a marketing agency that had, uh, you know, a, a number of clients and, you know, we basically, uh, you know, developed out their entire site, but th the situation did arise where we had to, where we did have to jump on phone calls. And of course, when we're, when we are in that phone call, we are, we're wearing the agency's hat, so to speak, like, like Tim said, and we're not, you know, it's not, Hey, this is Corey from Aspen Grove studios. It's Corey with, you know, this company and we act and, you know, on, right. on behalf of, of that company. So, and Tim, if you do have an Aspen Grove studios hat, let me know. Cause I don't even have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, we yeah, we so, did have so, a really good question that that came through the chat. Um, where'd it go? Um, from Miro, and he was asking about. She I totally lost the question. Um, he said, "Oh, is it not di a little bit difficult to communicate ideas over the third person? So, like when you have, like in Leslie's example, where she's not interfacing with the client, and you have the developer who's kind of playing project manager." Um, you know, do things kind of get lost in translation? Like, you know, experienced that that's lesson? a pretty good question. And I really don't know how it's gone so smoothly so far. Um, I, the, the, the developers I work with, I don't know if their clients are just not picky or they're just the easiest clients or whatever, because I get pretty much full reign. Um, I've never, I can't think of a time where somebody was like, no, that's not going to work. Come up with something else. Um, I really can't. So I don't really know. I never ask. I, I, I'm just like, you know, I get their emails. Dang good. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. I really don't, I don't know. But you'd think there'd be friction at some point. Um, I guess, knock on wood, I'm great. It's going to happen now. <laughs> yeah. Is it because but they give you really good, like a really I good? Think, I think their communications with their clients and, and is really good. And they've been longtime clients. So they kind of know their brand. Um, that's my assumption. Um, I mean, they're, the four clients I, I tend to work with, they're at different levels. They're from very small to one that's very big. Um, 
So I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't really ask. I'm, I'm just count my blessings. Yeah. <laughs> that I, just yeah. didn't I, I, I think a lot of it can kind of depend on the, um, you know, the, the middleman. So let's say the person who's, who's utilizing your white label services, like their skill set. Because yeah. if, if they're, let's say they're not like very technical minded, um, but they have a developer working for them and developing out, you know, maybe some application or, or platform. And then it comes time to meet with the end client. Well, they're going to go shoot. Well, this end client's going to ask all kinds of questions that I can't answer. So in that situation, it might help to have, you know, like the developer on the phone call to where, you know, they are wearing the, the middleman's hat that, you know, that they're, that they're doing the white label work for, and they can immediately a- uh, answer those questions. And, and that's something that we've done. I mean, I, I've been on phone calls with, uh, you know, Dave, myself and David and our developer uh, acting on behalf of an agency before, um, you know, and us acting like we're, we're part of the agency and, you know, able to a- answer those like technical questions, as opposed to like them having the meeting and then coming back and, you know, playing, playing the telephone game, so to speak, and stuff, stuff getting lost in translation. Yeah. Like I I agree with what Leslie said in the situation where you're not doing what Corey described and jumping on and, 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 and talking on behalf of the company, but you, you know, you have a project manager who's the middleman. I think it really comes down to their skill set as a project manager, because as a project manager, you have to be able to understand the client and we all know clients don't always you know speak clearly you kind of have to read between the lines and kind of understand and and figure out what what it is that they want and then you have to be able to communicate that with technical people or the designer or whatever one of the jobs I had before I went full-time on my own I was working for a company and I was a project manager and so I had a, a few developers that I managed and so my bosses who were not technical at all they're a little bit older generation did not speak technical language. They would tell me what they want. I had to kind of decipher and figure out. And then I had to be able to communicate that with the technical people. Even though I wasn't a programmer, I could kind of speak their language and stuff. And so I was like, almost like the translator going, you know, between both sides. I feel like that's really applicable when you're a project manager dealing with a white label type situation and your client's not interfacing with the, the person doing the work. So you could define it for them. so so you've been the definer (laughs) tim tim is always defining (laughs) have have you guys ever a useful skill (laughs) have have you guys ever used um like a like an online white label service i know like like an seo there's um white label seo services like the hoth and um I'm not sure if like, you know, Moz and some of those other companies have, have white label SEO services, but have you guys ever utilized or thought about doing something like that? I have not. I have not. There's also, um, there's a couple things that my coach has just been telling me about, but I don't know. I I hold back on it a little bit. There's um, like a WordPress development company and they are white label and like, you pay however much a month, like 1500 bucks a month or something. And then they'll just crank out as many sites as you need to have built. And then there's one that's for design. So you pay like same deal, like a monthly membership. And then they, um, then they do whatever design stuff that you throw their way. And I don't know, to me, like that might work and maybe at a certain scale or a certain type of work, but I like to have a close relationship with my client. And I like, I care about the product. There's a lot of people that can just crank work out and it's like, okay, but I have fewer clients and I want to produce a very specific level of quality. So 
to me, that is too loosey-goosey because you don't even know who's going to be doing the stuff. You're dealing with the whole company, you know? So for me, that, at least not at this point, I wouldn't totally write it off ever, but, you know, forever. But, um, but for right now, I like to sort of build a relationship with somebody. And I think this kind of goes to Miro's question a little bit about the communication gap. So the first question, the first project or two is always the hardest and it always takes way more time because you're sort of getting that, that shorthand, that understanding of how that person works. But if you can get an ongoing relationship with somebody, then you can just quickly throw things back and forth and they get where you want to be and, you know, the whole deal. So I think that that can really help, at least for me, that that works really good. Well, and something um, just to throw out there that I had to kind of learn how to do, um, one of my clients will tell me, sometimes they don't all have the same budget, right? And they will take different varying size of clients. And so sometimes they'll say, you know, this is kind of what they're going for, whatever, but this is their budget. So you need to keep your time to a certain whatever. And as a designer that can, like, I don't think about really time. I just think about what's going to work. And so I've had to kind of learn how to um, work faster in certain, certain aspects, I guess, which, which is good. Um, but yeah, so that's something that was kind of a hurdle that I had to learn how to um, just how to, how to design in certain time frames for specific budgets. Um, which I, you know, I didn't really think about that when I got into it. Um, but yeah, that's something to think about. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, I have had projects where I'll say to somebody like, uh, you got two hours, give me what you can do <laughs> yeah, for, this, right. you know, for whatever this thing is, or, yeah. you know, however many hours, you know, and it's like, yeah. and that goes a little bit along with like that idea of like, there are certain elements in the business that I understand. Like, I'm not a great designer, but I understand it. I know how to use all the software. I know I get the concept. And so I can say like, this should not take more than this many hours. And I get that there's creativity involved and I get all the things, but like with SEO, whew, I'm having like such a hard time <laughs> doing this white label project. Cause it's like, I feel like an idiot talking to my client. He asks me questions, which we talk almost every day. Like this client is very uh, communicative. <laughs> And Talkative. so he's very communicative <laughs> and he likes, he likes for me to be communicative. He likes what's going on. So, but anyway, like he asks me questions all the time and I'm just like, oh yeah, boom. And then he's asking me like, why is this title there? What are the keywords that we need for this? And why is that thing changed? And I'm like, let me just get right back to you. on <laughs> Like, I don't, like, I feel like, it's, <laughs> like there is, there is like learning all those different little shorthands and like, I don't know. So sometimes I'm like, I'm wondering if maybe that isn't a good white label choice for me. Maybe I just need to partner up with another company. I like the idea of like a trusted vendor. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like as an alternate where it's like you guys kick work back and forth to each other maybe, or you just, you just, even if not, you just know the quality of work that they're going to deliver. So it's not like they're going out of your ecosystem completely because that person, you know, works with you regularly. Yeah. So so I, I, I guess like in that sense, you'd be almost transitioning from like, like white label almost to like a, like a reseller in certain services. Right. I mean, if, if you're working with like an SEO company and um, if, if you're working with an SEO company and, you know, maybe it's time to bring them into the fold, you could almost, you could almost have them as a trusted partner. And a lot of, a lot of people have like reseller programs or, or, or things like that, you know, to where, Mm-hmm. You say, okay, yeah, this get a is little a kickback or something. Yeah, yeah, you're getting a kickback. There's an incentive there, and you know, um, you're not having to like 
necessarily like pay them directly possibly, but you do get an incentive. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, that is, that is a tricky one. And then it's like, are you getting into like an affiliate situation or something? I don't know. So, uh, the other thing that I, so in, that's how I do it in sweet tea, but it with focus, we offer a white label service. So that's a thing that is a productized service throwing back to two weeks ago right <laughs> and then uh and then we just sell it at like a lower price so that people could just mark it up and we do it which is uh the same but different at some of these things like with what leslie's doing like that's so much communication and back and forth right like you can't just i mean to do like design of a site or things like that it's not just a one-click thing you know so this is just the same for everybody so that's a kind of a different white label thing too right mm -hmm. all right um that's all i had to say <laughs> <laughs> shows up shows over um i i think i think another common thing that people uh white label and in this realm it has it has maybe a different um a different term but is is like content writing content creation on your site Ooh. and the industry term for it is ghost writing and, you know, a lot of it can be, you know, you, you hire somebody, you have them, you know, come onto your, to your website, your blog, write articles for you, but you're putting, you're putting your name um, on those, on those articles because, you know, at our company, we typically like to, you know, if we do bring somebody on to write, we usually, you know, consider them, you know, a contributor and utilize their, you know, their author name and stuff. But I have heard of quite a few people utilizing like ghostwriting services and having, other people yeah. contribute. Maybe they, they put together like the structure of the blog post, have somebody else write it. And then, you know, they, they slap their, their name on it. Have you guys ever done that or heard of anybody doing that? Considered no, it? But I've, I've recommended that to several clients who have this grand idea to start a blog and then they never touch it. Um, yeah. And then they have an abandoned blog. Um, no, I, I've never done it myself, but I, I would, if I ever needed that, I, I would totally write some, hire somebody else to write content. Cause that's not my forte. Well, and then like, so when you're talking white labeling though, again, no credit to those people, right? Or is that what you just said, Corey, you do give them credit? No. Well, uh, for yeah. ghostwriting, you don't. For, for ghostwriting, you don't. Um, we, we, we tend to lean the way of, if we do have people contributing, Typically we, I was reading the chat. I'm sorry. yeah, typically we give them, we do give them credit. Um, you know, like okay. if I'm, if I'm writing a post, I like it to be like your bloggers. Um, yeah. Like I see bloggers. bloggers. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if it's, if it's one of our team members or we bring in another, um, somebody, somebody had some static going there. My husband. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or, or if we bring in a, a third party writer, uh, a lot of times for, for blog content, well, you know, have them as the author and they're like a contributor to our blog. Now we have, we have utilized, um, we have utilized people to actually write like our on-site content, um, right. you know, for product descriptions and for us, like, you know, sales copy and product descriptions are like really important. Yeah. And a lot of times you want to utilize somebody who's like, uh, almost like a professional in, in writing that. And they, they almost. Know <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back to the, the ghost writing. Um, I, I'm for blog articles. I'm not a huge fan because I feel like a blog article is supposed to be more personal. And so like, for example, I already have blog posts on my blog with me writing it. 
and uh, I, you know, I have a certain personality, a certain uh, writing style. And so, so like for someone to come yeah. in and ghostwrite, chances are they're, it's going to be, you know, pretty flat because they don't know my personality. They don't, they haven't studied my writing style. So it's going to just, it's going to feel off. Um, and so I feel like it, it doesn't make sense to do that. Yeah, the I think writing. it depends. Like I, the ones I recommended for, like they were one of the Acme sites. So there was informational posts, really. It wasn't like a, a coach, you know, she wasn't a coach or something where you need to sound like a human being. Um, but it was more of a business posts, really. So, but yeah, no, I know I agree with Tim. It does have to carry the brand's voice. Otherwise it it can look obvious that it's not, it, it can seem um, disconnected. Yeah. Like, like, sure. like if, Le if Leslie had a post and there weren't any cuss words in there, <laughs> we'd be like ghostwriter. <laughs> has to be a ghostwriter. So Imposter. weird. A, a Christian ghostwriter. Christian ghostwriter. <laughs> I, um, I find copywriting to be one of the most difficult things to find as like subcontracting. I, I just cannot get somebody that can dazzle like I can. You know, what I'm you know why? Because good, like you're talking about like sales marketing, copywriting, right? Yeah. Yeah. A good copywriter needs to be obviously a good writer, but they also have to be very sales minded and very marketing minded. Otherwise it's just going to yeah. be like informational. You but know? I also, just like what you're saying, like, I'm not saying it has to sound like it's written exactly by me, but like, could you not take a look at what I've just like given you, like what I've written already and like kind of get close, you know? Could you not pop a few more gyps in there? Well, I mean, I would think the good ones do that, that they research who you're well, writing. That's what you're saying. I cannot find some. <laughs> it's a really, it's a big struggle for me. I've got a couple that are like, okay, but, but the other um, side of this coin, like when you're doing white label, again, with the pricing versus credit. So like Leslie, when you did guest blog, guest versus ghost, right? That's the two for blogging. When you did like the guest blogs for ET, man, that blew you up, right? Um. No, what blew me up was their feature on the customer spotlight. That was a couple oh. years before. Um, I mean, it certainly helped. Yeah, it certainly helped. Never yeah. yeah, I think, I, I think I, Josh, Josh Hall would say, because he did a lot of, <laughs> yeah, uh, Josh did a lot. A lot of writing on, on the ET blog. And um, yeah, I think he would say that that definitely helped kind of build his brand and, and get even directly get it work. It builds trust, right? I mean, yeah. you would think, I mean, why would ET hire this person if they didn't know what they're, you know? So. Yeah, trust and people consider him an expert with Divi, and it's 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 a lot of work. I mean, I'm sure Josh put a ton of work into into those articles, but yeah, I, I can see where it could have definitely paid off. Um, yeah, and, yeah. So how do we how do we separate um, white labeling versus like hiring a contractor? Um, I, I, are, are there like actually any any key differences in those that, that you guys can see or um, are, are they, are they some, are they somewhat the same? I think it just comes to, to levels of whether they're really incorporated in, in your business, like part of your team or whatever, like, you know, like when you mentioned, okay, you get on a call with several people and you want them all to be there. I don't know. I guess it just depends on the, the level of how, how much they really are involved in, in the clients work. I don't know. That's a good question. Tim, any insight on that, buddy? Can you repeat the question? I was reading the chat. <laughs> the chat is blowing up. You know why? Because somebody called Nomadic AF. I know. That's, he won't stop texting me. It's like, nomadic, either turn on the show or leave us alone. <laughs> nomadic uh, and fun. I, I, actually, I actually know who that is, but... Uh, yeah, really? Who could it be? 
I don't know. This yeah. is why I don't watch the YouTube chat because I'm gonna be too distracted. It's, it's hectic today, yeah. We, we, we won't call him out. He's he's actually a, a white I label. Will. David. He, he's a oh. white label commenter. <laughs> Super white. <laughs> it's a guy whose name rhymes with Bravid. Bravid. Crackman. Smackman. What was the question, Corey? Tim's brain oh, 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 um, oh, yeah, like, 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 what would you consider the difference between a contractor and a white label service? Um, is there really a difference, or you know, like when when we're sitting here talking about it, bringing on a contractor or utilizing a service for like you know for white label? I think it's kind of one in the same, in my opinion, because I've had people, I've hired subcontractors and they say, hey, is this white label or can I put it on my portfolio? And I'll say, no, it's white label. And so I think it's just another term for you know hiring a subcontractor. I think there's companies that will will specialize in you know providing white label services and they kind of take it a step further. But I, I kind of see it as a subcontractor that basically works under your brand and you know becomes a part of your team for that project. Yeah. So, so basically being specifically white label is like knowing out of the gate, you don't get any credit You're at all. Yeah. <laughs> You're invisible. <laughs> you, you get no credit at all. You can't put this on your portfolio. You know, you, you can't mention it. You can't put it out on, on social media. Um, I, 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 I like it because if there's a chance that somebody doesn't like my work, I don't have to hear about it because they don't know what's me. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you, I mean, do you have any, any fear ever, Leslie, of like, um, you know, like long-term not having that portfolio put together or like, or like, like, like how do you, when a, when a company approaches you and they want to see like your work or know, know your background, like Leslie is white label AF. White label (laughs) AF. I I mean, I I know that you're well known in the community and you probably don't deal with that a whole lot. It's just a small community, but, um, I mean, I, I don't really get contacted a lot because I have on my site that I'm not available for hire. So a lot of times they just go to my referral page. Um, but I don't have plans to stay in web. Like I'm in year six of a 40 year career. Like I'm going to do other things. So I don't really care that I don't have a portfolio page or anything. Like I'm a designer first web is that's just the side. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose that you could even like, you know, put your own like projects in there and stuff, you know, like, yeah. Uh, if, yeah, if I wanted to make a portfolio page, that's the thing about designers. We'll create our own work. We don't need clients. I can make create make my own projects. Um, and that's, that's what a lot of companies artists. That's an yeah, artist. That's yeah. true. I'm very much an artist. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if I ever needed to put something up, I'm sure I could gather some work that's not white label or make new work if I really needed to. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's good to know. I mean, um, yeah, you know, looking at us and like the... Um, you know, the, the white label people that, that we've brought on, which I, I tend to think more of like, you know, them as like, con- like contractors. And we have like with our company or like circle of contractors, uh, Leslie, you, you've done some work for us in the past. And I, I didn't consider it like white label, you know, we're like, Leslie, like, don't yeah. talk about this. And, I know. Um, <laughs> no, that's what it is when you work with friends too, because there wasn't, um, you know, like, or it wasn't like design this. And, you know, there was just like, an unspoken thing like okay like, i don't know i knew y'all's business a bit already so yeah I yeah really- okay now, now you're going to support you. Leslie. <laughs> yeah. yeah i've hired leslie for white label as well but it, again tim, it wasn't like tim told me not to say. <laughs> but it wasn't a, a big secret it just was yeah. like okay fine white label. <laughs> Le- leslie actually white labels her clients yeah, right. her. 
<laughs> I thought about that when I first um, started like outsourcing. It was, you know, you, you kind of think, okay, well, I can get a project, I can outsource it. And they're like, well, what if they outsource it? And then what if that person outsources right. it? Like, at the end of the day, who's actually doing the work? Did you just get accepted? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, now I, I'm going <laughs> to say, say that we have had experience in this, and this was several years ago. We, we had, I'll call him a contractor. He was working on a, he was working for us. And, um, you know, come, come to find out, we found out through like, you know, different like IP logs and things like that, that he was actually like white labeling the work that we were giving him to somebody else, like in, in, a, I, in I the Philippines. You know? <laughs> and there was actually, I can't remember where the article was, but it, there was some like, um, you know, like design blog or like, you know, web development blog or something like that, um, that talked about how this, how this one guy had like done this successfully for like, I don't know, like three years, you know, and he, he was working for this company remotely and he was outsourcing all of the work from that company and just like going on vacations <laughs> and like, you know, I'm like more power to you. God, but it was like, it was like right. until three years. <laughs> I mean, like, That's did funny. you get the work that you were happy with? And was the price something that you could deal with? Like, I don't care. Yeah, I, I mean, Who you cares? know. As long as the results are good and the people, like, um, if I can reach you when I need to and it's all good, I mean, like. Yeah, I, I mean, here, here's here's where it makes a bit of a difference. I, I would guess. care because I don't it's like liars. If, if you're, if you're hiring, buyers. like, like developers and you're giving them, like, uh, access. You know, FTP access yeah. and access to clients' websites and That's things true. like that. Yeah. You you know, you interview these people and you get a, you get a sense, you know, a sense of like working with them and you, you want to know that person and trust that, that person. So, yeah. you know, so, you know, we've always like kept like a pretty good eye on, you know, yeah, a, a person's like, you know, responsiveness to like, you know, when, when they're working and, you know, if, if this person's going like, you know, this, this was kind of like, um, this would kind of be like, okay, like, you know, we need, we need to meet. And then, oh, well, my webcam's broken again. And, and this is like the third time that week they've had oh, problems with the webcam. Yeah. Or, you know, you write, you write a message in Slack and you don't hear from them for a while. And, and even, you know, even like the way that they're communicating and even typing, um, you know, after you've worked with a person for a while. Yeah. You, you, like, that's not you. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like Leslie was saying, you know, like, like, or like Stephanie was saying, like, you're not, you're not talking like I, like I talk or even, <laughs> even via the written word so his girlfriend you know, to, to us and and david david's really perceptive to it of like you know i you know i, I don't think this person <laughs> david's like send me a selfie is that really who's, who's typing this <laughs> yeah exactly so uh but yeah you know for us it's you know for us it, it is it is security because we are having to give these people like a certain level of access to things yeah and another thing too to that point is uh, inconsistencies with the quality, because if you are working with a contractor, you start to learn what they're capable of, uh, what kind of results they deliver, how quickly, what their turnaround time is, you know, just uh, how good it is overall. And so if they're outsourcing it, then you're going to start to see some inconsistencies based off of who they're outsourcing to. And so, you know, I noticed that with, with the uh, someone overseas that I was outsourcing to, like the first time it was like, great, I hired him for another project. It was like, kind of crappy and you know i thought he was just too busy and then i just kind of noticed that there was just some ups and downs and different things like that to where like even looking at the code even not being a full-blown programmer you could see that wow here's an experience level person then here's someone that's being outsourced to and you know the quality is night and day difference 
Yeah. Or, or the person's done crappy work and all of a sudden they're doing great work and you're like, <laughs> like I want to hire that guy. <laughs> Direct. What's, what's going on here? Can you, I, I know it's not you. Can you give me that person's information? <laughs> Cause you're fired and I'm going to hire them. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, as we're, as we're getting ready to wrap up and before we move into final thoughts, let's maybe talk about, um, some of the major, the major benefits of, um, of white labeling and, um, maybe, you know, when, you know, when is the right time to start seeking out these like white label services in, in your company? I say it's either when it's something you don't want to do or can't do. For the most part, I mean, like that's a super simplified way of saying it, but, or if you get to, like, if you get super busy and you need to white yeah, label something, you, that's something you can't do, if it's something you don't want to do, like Leslie doesn't, there's certain things she doesn't want to do or whatever, any of us, you know, SEO to me, like I've said, is something that I yeah. feel like I can do well. I'm, I'm going to say it depends on how much money you want to make, um, <laughs> because <laughs> As a service provider, you are limited to how many hours in a day that you have. You know, there's only 24 hours in a day. And if you want to work all of them, great. But even there, you have a ceiling. But if you grow your team and bring on subcontractors that become part of your white label team, well, then now, you know, you can put your project manager hat on, your salesman hat on, and then, you know, delegate to them and be able to take on way more projects um, and, and basically, I guess kind of the moral of the story is um, the more money you want to make is also going to result in uh, how much work you actually do yourself, um, because if you're delegating, you're able to grow. Um, and so some people, you know, you kind of find that balance based off of, you know, how much you want to grow and how much money you want to make, but also with what you enjoy. If you en enjoy doing all the work yourself and you're OK, you know, like not growing really big, then that's fine. Um, or you can kind of do a hybrid where you do some work yourself, the things that you really enjoy, and then you manage the client, you do the project management, and then you delegate to the team. And maybe consider it when you start to feel burnt out, because I think probably everybody, I know I did, there was a point where, I mean, I had a lot, I had like 12 projects at once, and I was doing everything alone, and I was making good money, but then like, I was, I was, I almost left web design because I was burnt out. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's a good metric. <laughs> Yeah, that, thinking about quitting. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something I was going to touch on was like the quality of life aspect, and you know, uh, like like a company like ours, where um, you know you're you're a, a, a productized company, and you know, like we've we've definitely seen the need of like you know we need to to add like a weekend support person. Um, one, we're busy; it'll help us coming in, t you know, to Monday. Um, you know, people are getting their answers a little bit soon, but you know. Secondly, it's so we can like have our sanity a little bit <laughs> and like, you know, cause I, you know, I, I've at times like found myself during uh, busy time, busy times a year, um, you know, especially like around black Friday where, you know, it's like a Saturday and I'm sitting there just like hammering out support tickets and it still happens. I mean, I, you know, I'm still jumping in from time to time and I pull all nighters during black Friday weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> especially when those like pre-sales are coming in and, and you don't want to miss those, uh, the pre-sales questions, but yeah, I, I think a big part of it can be, can be quality of life, uh, as well. Um, if, if you know, for a fact, like, you know, your website needs more content and you don't have time during the week to do that. And you're spending time away from the family on the weekends, maybe it's time to white label, you know, bring in a ghostwriter and, you know, maybe it doesn't have enough gifs like Stephanie likes in her writing. Um, <laughs> but you, you can always go back and like fine tune it. 
have somebody else do like the majority of, of the work, uh, especially like with content and you can go back and, and make it your own, change out some words here and there, add some more cuss words, things like that. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. If there's no emotion, Actually, like Leslie didn't write that. There's no <laughs> David, David has mentioned a lot that he, he says he's not a good writer or at least he doesn't enjoy doing it, but he's really good at editing. And so he'll have, you know, one of your guys' team members, Corey, write something and he'll go in and then he'll, you know, edit it and make yeah. it. I've done it where I'll write something and send it to a writer to have to polish it up too. You can go either way with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like David always has like a million and one ideas going through his head and um, he'll, he'll get like the framework down or a lot of times he'll do like a voice like transcription and then, you know, have, have somebody who's able to put that into words, uh, take care of it. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, and that could be a little quality of life because he doesn't have time for it. Uh, plus, it, it isn't it isn't his uh, his skill set. What's that? Yeah. The QOL he calls it in the chat. Uh, QOL quality of life. Oh, um, uh, okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little slow today. <laughs> uh, so I do think. What, am I laptop may die in a second? If it does, let me just go ahead and say it's been lovely being with you all. But, uh, the, the thing about white labeling, any kind of bringing on contractors, scaling your team, like all of these things, whether they take credit for it or not, are kind of similar, right? And the one piece of advice that I think is important that is so, so hard to do is to bring people on before you absolutely drop dead need them. Because if you wait until Black Friday, like Thursday evening of Black Friday to try and onboard some, like get somebody yeah. to help you like it's more work than what you would just do to do it yourself you mm -hmm. know it, so you have to like get to and it's so tough when you're starting out and it's just you and you're barely making enough money to like you can kind of do it but you're jammed but then you have to like give some of that money up in order to pay somebody and it's like just if you guys can do it do it because that's the part and even if it's not for your whole business, like where you're pinched like that, even if it's just the writing where you're like totally pinched on your writing, get, get somebody in there before it's an emergency. Yeah. Because on that note, I was uh, going to say really uh, quick. Yeah, I did ahead. have, I did bring on two contractors Monday of Black Friday week to help me get ready and finish. Uh, <laughs> but Tim lives dangerously. <laughs> How'd it go? How'd it work? It was hell week, but it was, <laughs> it was worth it at the, in the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even though you're like, you know, white labeling and, and bringing somebody else on, uh, one of the one of the difficult things is still like onboarding that that uh, company or person because you you still have the transition period to where you're having to explain what they need to do. You need to explain your company. You need to get them set up on you know Slack, Asana, yeah, you know Asana, maybe the five different programs you're using, and 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 there's still that onboarding process, which a lot of times you know, can even take a, a couple of weeks until you have your like communication flow oh, and everything figured get it, out. Yeah. So. Getting somebody into Slack and sending them your, the passwords for whatever they, it's, I hate that. Part. It's like, yeah. it's just it's so much tedium pulling you away. And yeah, it's so, and then just, and so like doing support is one thing, but you know, we've, we've all been there on the project that we maybe underbid or <laughs> overcommitted or whatever it is. And we're like, dying and we want to bring on a developer to help and it's like the other thing is too is like that level of trust i've done that to myself where i bring somebody on at the last minute and then they ghost me and guess what you have to do it like you have to pick like if they don't do it you have to do it so 
if you are like completely fully committed and expecting somebody that you don't know to bail you out, like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> you know, yeah. Cause it's like, yeah. Or, or they're, they're terrible and you don't have time to like find somebody or else. Or they're <laughs> terrible. Yeah. And you've got to go in and do it. I mean, it's like, that's the, it's a fine line to walk. And it's like, that's why I always say like anybody starting out, that's what I always tell them. Like do it before you can afford it. Do it before you think you need it. Cause that oh I just hate that is like the worst (laughs) (laughs) it it is tough but once once you get settled in and things start moving smoothly it's it's a relief but yeah it's it's stressful at first and it's it's a lot of work so all right well I I guess with that being said and and that almost sounded like a final thought there yeah that was a final thought um, so well unless you want to say something else we can leave that as your final thoughts yeah yeah Yeah, You're good. Well, yeah, your laptop's going to die. I'm at 5%. I, I'm actually just closing you down, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, well, let's let's go ahead and, and move into final thoughts, and then we can kind of introduce next week's episode, if we have that handy, and, and kind of get things wrapped up here. Well, we'll, we'll do final thoughts first, and then, and then we'll get into okay. that. So, Somebody Tim, else, though. I don't have a final thought. Tim, you, you got a final thought? <laughs> I don't, but I'll just start talking. And we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, one piece of advice is, um, you know, don't put yourself in a hole. To, so, uh, you know, if you are doing white label work, you're the one actually doing the work for other companies. Um, you know, you don't want to completely rely on that 100%. Try to have some other projects to where you are building a portfolio. So, if, you know, those relationships die off or, or whatever, you're not, you know, up the creek without a paddle, you, you know, you have something you can kind of fall back on, um, you know, because I, I actually knew someone who had, wasn't, I wasn't really white label per se, I, he was basically became part of the the team, but as a, a contractor and was basically full time for a company for, you know, over five years. And then the company made some changes and, you know, got a new director and and different things. And it was like, Oh, okay. I don't have that client anymore. And it was like starting over. And so um, if you are doing the work, have something that you can fall back on, keep some clients of your own, keep those relationships going so that you can, you know, pivot if something changes. Mm Yeah. um, Yeah. I'm going to say, you know, it, if if you're looking to, to grow your company, don't let yourself not having the time or the skill set hold you back because, you know, white labeling, let's say you're even, even splitting like, you know, 50% of, of the project cost with a person. It's still, it's still like a way to, you know, to expand your company and, and kind of, you know, grow into offering that service. And maybe you can grow it into where, you know, now maybe I can bring in like a full-time person to handle, you know, the SEO services, um, you know, for me, um, I've even seen cases where the person doing white label work, um, you know, just got hired by that company who was hiring them, you know, full time because they're going, all right, well, it's easier for me to come on than to also run my agency and do white label work for this person. And, and they can actually absorb me and I have a, a comfortable job. So um, yeah, wh- whatever your reason is, if you're too busy, if you want to expand your services, maybe make a little bit more money, definitely consider uh, utilizing white label services. So, all right. It's uh, been brought up a lot today, but next week we're going to talk about oh. SEO, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, I think is in the chat. Eric D uh, submitted um, a, a, quite a few SEO questions. Um, so we'll try to get to all of them. Yeah, if you guys have ideas, submit them. Submit them in the chat on the Facebook page. 
send us a, a note someplace. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I guess that's next week's topic. So, all right. Well, let's wrap up by having uh, Miss Bernal um, oh. tell everybody where they can find us and listen to us at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, Pod Pocket Casts, which I've never heard of, but apparently it's pretty big. Um, Stitcher. Yeah, Stitcher. Um, anything with the RSS that grabs, the, yeah. Yeah, or you know, head on over to uh, to Divi or Divi Chat, Chat. <laughs> yeah, or the website, YouTube channel. Subscribe on YouTube, yeah, YouTube, YouTube, yeah. Yeah, and like we said uh, earlier in the episode, leave us leave us a review, um, preferably five star reviews, but you know. Oh, yeah. We can, we can handle a bit of criticism. Um, yeah, leave us reviews. We're going to start trying to, to read them out during the episodes. And also, if you have an idea for a topic, head on over to, head on over to Divi.chat or our, our Facebook page and, and leave us a message there. So Just one last quick little um, review-ish. Like Leslie had to hurry home for this podcast, and her mom informed her that nobody cares what she has to say. <laughs> My mom is mean, y'all. She's mean. <laughs> <laughs> your yeah. mom said that, that too. Nobody cares. Far the yeah, I was like, thing I, I saw her do on Facebook yeah. today. I was like, I gotta get home by four. I got a podcast. She was like, nobody cares what you say. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. One star from your mom. That's right. Yeah. Your, your mom's our biggest critic. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> th thanks to our panel for joining in here. It's great seeing everybody, and big thanks to our live listeners. Uh, in the in the chat section, we always love uh, yes. watching your watching nomadic. your banter. Yeah, it's, yeah, nomadic. We we got a new person in Thanks there for distracting me, David. I know that's why I kept looking down on my phone. I just kept seeing bling bling. <laughs> no, that wasn't David. That was David Grackman. Oh, brave! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he white labeled somebody. white label David. Yeah. <laughs> so. Next week's topic was going to be black labeling. <laughs> We're going to go with SEO instead. SEO. All right. Well, sounds like a fun topic. So uh, we'll see everybody next week. Same time, same place. Talk to you later. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.